1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
2: Welcome on into the happy hour. 501 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Matt Scraby. Aztecs with the big 50-point win in their tune-up for their first regular season matchup next Monday against the Cal State Fuller, Full- and they took down San Diego Christian in last night's game. Uh, game four, Philly Astros coming up here pretty shortly. Um, a couple of minutes away, as a matter of fact, Tony Gwynn Jr. A couple minutes away tonight, Aaron Nola. Facing off against what war, uh, Christian, Javier. Christian Javier. And
3: we have to see what happens on the very first pitch of the game. Remember, Scraby <laughs> gave us all the uh, point. the numbers on yeah. the uh, Daily Gambit about uh, whether it's taken for a strike or it's a ball yeah. or it's a single or a double. What was it, $5,000 for a double? Uh, plus $5,000 for anything more than a double.
2: Like double, anything triple, more run. than a double, so double, triple, triple double. home run, double or above, double, double or, or above,
3: yeah,
4: double
2: or, <laughs> double or
3: nothing, double or nothing.
2: Phillies hit five homers in last night's game to walk away seven nothing. The big story from that game is whether Lance McCullers Jr. was tipping pitches, and uh,
3: I think he was. I think <laughs> most
2: people believe he was. It certainly. I he doesn't want to admit to no, it. No, no. he's not going to give. He's not going to give the Phillies the pleasure of thinking right. they figured out something about and the him. The Phillies
3: aren't going to admit that they had something either S- because sure they don't want. They don't want him to change anything. Right. They might have to face him again in Game and, Seven. And
2: sometimes in the game of baseball, the pitcher just thinking about it can go a long that way. Like what nuts, am right? I? I told the story a while ago about Barry Zito, and, in 2010. The entire Padre position player crew knew exactly when he was picking over, when he was going to the plate. And at some point, you know, you play those guys 19 times. About halfway through those games, he, he, was, he knew that there was something that we knew, but he could not figure it out. Because
3: he, whenever he'd throw a pickoff, you were already standing <laughs> we, on first we base. We were already going back so towards what, the base.
2: What was it? Uh, what
3: was yeah, it? you can tell us now.
2: It, 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 Can't it, you? It, it took it, – it had to do with the sequence in which he looked at the plate. So mm. for instance, if he, he he would look in, he'd get the sign. If he looked and got the sign and dropped his head and came back up, no matter what he did after that, he was going to the plate. Wow.
3: Interesting.
4: Every that time interesting.
2: so he sometimes he'd get the sign and if he didn't look down, he looked he'd look over straight over at you. He would do anything but that.
4: Is, is that a is that like a, a something that he does, or is that to let the first baseman know? No, that okay. is
2: that is a that's a that was like a rhythm thing, which is why he couldn't figure out what it was he mm, was doing. That would have been infuriating, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. It's <laughs> so the, by the, but him, even more
3: so would be him knowing it, as you just right. said, Tony. Him, him
2: knowing that he's once doing you know something, that
3: you're doing something, now it's in your head, right?
2: And that's just how embedded that particular move was for him that. He couldn't even pick it up that that's what he was doing. So uh, Phillies probably we won't be giving <laughs> up what was when talked I was, about. When
3: I was in high school, I used to just look at home plate and then being a left hander, if I looked at home, I threw to first. If I looked at first, I threw home, that and would, it worked like ninety percent of the time. Even I knew what I was doing. Yeah, but nobody picked that up.
2: That's and you know you can get away with it in high school because you're playing once a week. You're playing a right. different team. A, now you start getting in professional oh, yeah, ball. No, yeah, guys see, I you, think they would have figured they, that one out. <laughs> they see you three days in a row. It's like ah, yeah. I right. think that would have figured out. Scrappy, what was uh, swinging
3: strike? How much money did that get on the first pitch of the World Series tonight? Do you know? Swinging strike. I think it was around plus fifteen hundred. But let me double check.
2: Right. Swinging strike was
4: plus fifteen uh, hundred. Let me see before I make that claim. that's 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 kind of kind of
2: likely to happen.
4: Yes, that is kind of likely. To well, that's what happened.
2: That's maybe
4: it's not plus 1500. I'll come back to you. But you guys were talking about restaurants in San Diego and whether or not they would
2: refuse service if the were no, in town. There's no there's no doubt some restaurants might take it that far, but I mean, have have I don't know that we've ever heard of anything like that happening, right?
3: I I don't know. I I, I can only think of one instance. There's a great Italian restaurant in town, pretty very popular one, that I know Tommy Lasorda used to go to every time he was in town because there's pictures of Tommy Lasorda (laughs) all over the restaurant. (laughs) And I used to think, okay, you know, it's nice to have a famous celebrity come to your restaurant, but he was the Dodgers manager. So I, I don't know that that restaurant speaks for every restaurant in town, and I don't feel like naming them in this instance. Great place, though, by the way, if you're thinking along with me. But I, I just you don't see you don't
2: see that happen out this way. No, right. not out here.
3: I but I love the I love the notion that let's say I'm with the Aztecs and I'm traveling and doing a game, you know, at Laramie. I like the notion that if I walk into some convenience store with an Aztec jacket on the night before the football game, the guy at the convenience store may not be as helpful to me. I like I think that too. That's fair. I, I kinda like that. That's part of the home field advantage. I like being on the road in that situation and I'm in hostile. You're you know, they always say that you're in hostile territory. <laughs> really? Is it really hostile? Do you guys well, remember in that case? It kind of might be. My story about
4: when I was in Alabama and I was wearing Auburn pajama pants and I went into McDonald's for in Tuscaloosa. And they wouldn't, let, they wouldn't serve me. They, they, re- they refused to serve me. They were
2: walking by or just looking at you and <laughs> I, yeah. accepting other people by you. you uh, the, I was
4: extremely hungover I, and I, I just needed something to, to the eat, pajamas.
3: Please. I think it was the fact that you were extremely hungover.
4: No, I think it was because I was in Auburn pajamas. Because no, I, I think it was I just needed, needed something u- greasy, Chris. You were hungover. You were hungover. I was hungover. Few service to you. smartly. I was hungover. Smartly. Wow, this just came out, guys. I know I'm changing uh, subjects quickly, but uh, the Nets and Kyrie Irving are each donating $500,000 to anti-hate causes and work with the Anti-Defamation League
3: in wake of his posts. I will say on the surface, I like that news.
2: Good. Yeah. yeah. Good Me for too. Kyrie. Uh, you know what we haven't talked about? Uh, or have we talked about it? I don't think we have talked about Have we talked about uh, Dan Snyder today? No. no,
3: not at all. No. How about that? His team's up for sale, potentially.
2: Uh, and
3: it sounds like he's trying to get off of a sinking ship because they're also being investigated
2: now, the Washington commanders are. Well, uh, looks like he is – he didn't – well, the statement said that they are exploring all options and they've hired – what, was it a, a, a firm to do this? Yeah, like Bank of America. Bank of America to, to explore – and most people have assumed that that means Dan Snyder is finally going to relent and sell this team, which he had just said, I think last week, that there was no chance <laughs> he that he did. was selling the it's team so after... Uh... It's
3: amazing how things turn out that way when the attorney's U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia opens a criminal investigation... Into allegations that the commanders have engaged in financial impropriety. Like, oh, I'm
2: done. All right, let's sell this thing back right now. All
3: of a sudden, Dan Snyder's looking to get out. I couldn't help, Chris. I just hope on the way out the door he unleashes a litany <laughs> of want, dirty laundry want, against all the other you owners and all the that. dirt. Yeah, I want to hear it all. You
2: know what the interesting thing is? And, and Marcus Spears said it today. Uh, Scraby's right now pulling that up, but. Um, Chris and I have been saying this for a long time, and it's not just with this particular owner. As much has gone on, n- nothing moved at all until uh, the owner from the Colts, uh, Ursae, Ursa. Ursa came out and said it may be time to start exploring uh, the chance of, of him forcing a sale, basically. Here's Marcus Spears, what he had to say this morning about
5: it. This is about... The ownership of the NFL finally saying, for whatever reason, that Mm -hmm. this is not only a black eye on us, it's a black eye on the league, it's a black eye on the the national conversation. Listen, y'all, there is only a few lucrative businesses in the market share that compare to the NFL. All right. They enjoy money from advertisement. They enjoy money from the general public. They enjoy money from television. They enjoy literally the NFL has their hand in almost every damn thing we do in America. And they have some sort of compensation coming from that. When you threaten that, when you when there is the potential for that to be called into question, see when books have to be opened. And when we start talking about other owners being on front street about their dealings and how they're handling things, we see forward movement. This is no coincidence from Ursay and the owners meeting that transpired a couple weeks ago that Dan Snyder and Tanya Snyder makes this statement.
2: (laughs) I don't think it could have been said any more perfectly than that. It, It wasn't until... A, Dan Snyder threatened to have, or not threatened, said that he had private investigators investi- investigating other owners. Yes. This deal with the actual government that they started saying, oh, you know what, it might be easier to cut ties and everybody's money start getting checked. The books being opened is never a a, a thing that most of these type of places... One happened. The Not problem is,
4: often, no. The problem is, is he's uh, he's just as bad as they come. But he, someone else is going to replace him some point down the road.
3: You got to believe that somebody replaces him going to be better than Daniel Snyder, though. I mean, no, this is I a didn't guy... mean
4: I didn't mean Commanders. I'm saying the NFL is going to have someone else pop up. It's it's always. Oh, gonna be you a mean, replace, oh, you him mean of replace, of replace him in yes, terms yes, of
3: diabolical <laughs> Yes, Yes. Yes. There's always someone being a, a, a just a kind of a disgusting human being. Yeah, yeah. I would I say that. that de- I don't know that we can. I don't know that a lot of people are going to get to Daniel Snyder's level. <laughs> he is. I mean, pretty the alleged slimy. sexual misconduct in his organization is pretty Crazy. racy. Pretty racy, led by all the cheerleaders many years ago coming out and
2: what was the one story we, we and, talked about where uh, somebody he was like trying to basically bring her into the limousine oh, limo, into the limo yeah. And, yeah, she a- was helped his, out. Uh,
4: some one of his people said, "This is not a good idea. Yeah, don't do
2: it. Yeah. It's, don't uh, do man. It. This is this guy's bad news, man. You start messing with the NFL's loop, man. They they they'll uh, circle the wagons real quick. Yeah, but <laughs> yes, you know will. what? As
3: much as I want to see Dan Daniel Snyder, <laughs> Chris. Wants all the dirt, <laughs> 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 collapse and, and and shrivel up and go away. Before you go, just throw a little of that dirt out because I want to see Stephen Ross and the rest of these yao yos squirm. You know
4: who are probably the most. Uh the, the the most outspoken about getting him out are Jim Ursay because he's the one who brought it up Robert Kraft because he's got some stuff Jerry Jones wants nothing to do with this
2: Jerry has not said Jerry is just staying away from this
3: Oh Jerry does, Jerry's like if it does, if I don't speak about it it doesn't exist <laughs> What are some of the stories that are out there about Jerry Jones like that he has doesn't he have like he a s- supposedly he has, has a kids. secret family Yeah
4: I don't know I I think he has a
3: I don't know, I he I don't know, know if it's family. a secret anymore. I don't
4: think it's a secret anymore. It's not even a secret. But he, he, I believe he has a, a daughter that he refuses to acknowledge as his daughter, even though she knows that Jerry Jones is her
3: father. It's a weird situation.
4: Weird situation.
3: Yes, I'm sure there are many of those. <laughs> in the Let's national hope not. Let's hope football not. Football League. Yeah,
2: it's, uh... we're back
3: to where we were earlier in the show when we brought up Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, it's an all- levels of rich society and then right on down to you know medium income society and poor society it's just a different it's a different kind of smuttiness
2: there's <laughs> just, just no doubt just I mean, no doubt about it you know it. in the NFL ownership
3: no different than any other rich organization out there
2: all right let's get to break when we come back world series underway Scraby has a fantasy football roster question hmm wonder where that will go take us. Morgan and Chris. Here's some traffic. (laughs) Brought to you by Riverside County Sheriff Chad Bianco.
6: Join RSD.org for more.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
3: Back at you, 520 is the time this hour. in 97.3 The Fan brought to you by dot, dot, dot. News Nation. Yes, Chris Cuomo is back. Thank goodness for that. A uh, new show on new network. Catch Cuomo weeknights on News Nation at 5 and 8 p.m. Pacific. To find News Nation on your television provider, go to newsnationnow.com/slash join us. scraby has got a fantasy football issue that he wants us all to deal with. It's a serious issue. We'll uh, update you first on the World Series Game Four. They're in the bottom of the first inning. And the Astros did not score in the top of the first. Got a two-out single from Jordan Alvarez, but that was it. Bottom of the first inning, first two Phillies have made out, although Schwarber hit to the warning track in left field. Didn't miss it by much. Did not miss by much. Christian Javier starting for the Astros, trying to even things up at two games apiece. NBA tonight, Lakers will be home later for the Milwaukee, not the Milwaukee Bucks, the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, I was going to say the Bucks are trying to remain the NBA's only undefeated team. They are 6-0 and hosting the Pistons tonight. You know, else looks pretty good early in the season? The Cleveland Cavaliers off some to a nice start, 5-1, leading the Celtics right now. 38-33, second quarter action in Cleveland, Ohio. All right, Scraby, what is your problem with fantasy football? And it's, how can we We're here to help. Thank you know you, you know thank Tony you. and I only want to make things easier on you.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
4: Excuse me. We want
2: to make it easier on
3: you. I, I uh
2: did
4: this my is... kindness surprise you? Yes, it did, actually. It really did. <laughs> I, I get a, actually a decent amount of messages, and, and I'm just thinking about this. Maybe we need to make this a segment because I'm asking you guys to be commissioners and decide on some issue in the league that I'm having with my friends. And and I get these situations all the time, so maybe we'll do a segment. But here here is the situation. D, I have Debo Samuel, and he was out last week, so I was able to use an IR spot. <clears throat> Gosh, what's wrong with my throat? I was able to use an IR spot on him, and meaning if you're not familiar with the IR spot, you could put him there and you could pick up a player without having to drop a player. Now in our league, each week you have to put them back into your bench, and then you have to make sure that they're in the IR spot. But Debo is on buy, and he is still on the or he still has the out tag, and so my league is split saying. Half of the people think that I should be able to use the IR spot, even if Debo's on buy, so I could pick up another player without dropping one. But the others are saying, no, he's not actually playing a game. They haven't made a decision on it. You cannot use the IR spot. What say you guys? Should I be able to use an IR spot for a player who's on buy but has an
3: out designation? As much as I'd like to rule against you, Scraby, I think I'll rule in your favor on this one. Wow, I agree. Why? Why? Okay, I don't see any reason. Give me why. some arguments back to the to the league. Well, I don't really. I don't think you need any arguments. I mean, first of all, I think it's a silly rule. If you put somebody on the IR, they should be able to stay on the IR until they are eligible to play again. He's obviously not eligible to play again. They don't even play this weekend. Yes. So that's a bonus for you, but. You didn't put him on the IR anticipating that he would have a bye week. You put right. him on the IR because he was injured. He was injured. It just so happens that he now has a bye week, so he's not eligible to start playing until the following week. So just leave him on your IR. What's the big deal? Well, that the, I yeah, agree. that's what I'm doing. But there, there's some...
2: Did you just have a hiccup on I, the... On I did. The...
3: Thank you.
4: I... <laughs> I'm that nervous guy. Did guys you ever find this? my burp? <laughs> oh, that's right. I didn't, man. And that's because it didn't happen. <laughs> no, then. it definitely happened. I don't even remember what day that was at this point, but proof is in the pudding. Uh, I, okay, all right. Because, like, for example, Jamar Chase is on my IR uh, in, in our Odyssey League, and I just leave him there because there's no reason to move him out of there. Doesn't he's he not he's seems gonna have,
3: sensible to me? He's
4: going to have a buy next week. You guys aren't going to require
3: me to move them back. We're not. Scraby yeah. and I are playing each other this week Ooh. in uh, what looks to be a very tepid battle. Uh, the reason being, but tepid is not, that means it's not going to be an exciting game. Yeah, it was lukewarm, right? Lukewarm uh, type matchup because both of us, well, the funny thing is, is Scraby has to play a lot of his backups because his starters are on buys. I have to play a bunch of my backups because those They're guys are just my starters. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how bad my team is right now. Like my running back position,
4: I'm going with A.J. Dillon and Khalil Herbert this week. Two the one, legitimate backups. The
3: one thing I would like to put in for next year, because uh, I've noticed it this year, maybe it's because I've had so many injuries, but maybe instead of 16 original roster spots in the draft, I'm throwing this out to you, Tony, or the commish, but instead of 16, maybe 14 spots on your roster which would open up a few players to be available on the waiver wire make the waiver wire a little bit more interesting this year the waiver wire is completely empty there is really not a whole lot you can go to and maybe i'm overreacting to just the way this season worked out but i'm throwing it out there we have 10 players that start that play each week
4: 14 would mean you only have four. I would say go five.
3: No, we play nine players each week, Scraby.
4: I just counted, though. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's nine <laughs> players this week. Uh, that he, gets was... in, he gets in trouble when he has to take off a shoe. That was embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Okay, five five bench spots works. For, I think that's the best way to do it. I don't know.
3: It's just a thought. I, I don't think it's any advantage to me or anybody else. I just think it would open up the uh, waiver wire to have some, some it, more interesting action. Yeah, it would create some more competition. Because right for, now, I don't know if you've noticed, Tony, if you look on the waiver wire for somebody or anything...
2: You know, there's really not a whole it's, lot it's, out it's, there right it's, now. Uh, you, it's slim in, It's the junkyard for sure. It's <laughs>
4: the, <top laughs> the junkyard. The top <laughs> running back available in our league right now is named
3: Ronnie Rivers. Yeah, yeah. I think he's with the Rams. Like if you, I mean, because I lost two running backs to injury for the season. Yeah. I'm not feeling sorry for him. I'm just saying there's really nobody I can even really replace them with, which means that I should have drafted better. And you know, so it's all comes around in the wash, but. It would be nice if there was somebody I could put in for. We'll, yeah. we'll
2: definitely take a look. We'll put yeah, it out for take a, a vote, throw, maybe. Throw it out
3: for a vote. See what happens next year. Uh, Phillies went down in order in the bottom of the first inning against Christian Javier, so no score. World Series Game 4 headed to the second inning.
2: I'm glad that we have sports on our TV. There were such there was years where we just didn't have very much on these screens. It's so mm-hmm. nice to look up and see an NBA game over my right shoulder, a World Series game over my left shoulder.
3: Hey, Scraby, whatever happened to Uh-oh. the interview with Marshall John Fisher? Oh, the, the Dolphins guy? Yeah, the guy who wrote a book about the undefeated yes. 72 Dolphins. Yes,
4: Tony, he was supposed to come on the show the day Fernando just did his apology thing, so I canceled on him, and I cannot get the guy back on the show. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I cannot do it's it. the 50-year anniversary. They just celebrated it down there in Miami. I know, I know maybe I'm because I'm the Dolphin fan, but... Do you get why so many people get so upset every year when the final undefeated team loses and the 72 Dolphins
2: are happy about it? Uh, no. I, I don't. get
4: why they're happy because it's something why no ha- else has done. I no, I, I get why pe- they're happy. I don't get I don't why pe- everybody else yeah. is so upset I I, about it.
2: Yeah, no, I don't I don't, I don't. It's get it. It's now
3: that. become quite the achievement. When they first went undefeated 50 years ago, it was, it was impressive, but... It's become a lot more impressive now that nobody else has been able to do it, for sure. So I I don't know why people are mad. At every time, we'll Just, see the Philadelphia Eagles are the last this year, and they're still going. So there has been no celebration from the seventy two Dolphins yet. No, there won't be. No, no, you don't think there's going to be? You think the Eagles are going to make it all the way?
2: That oh, well, really I'm sorry. Something. From that standpoint, yes, there there will be one because I don't think the Eagles are going undefeated. The season's longer. I, I just don't see that happening. Now right. I will
4: say, Chris, that when all of the members of that team have passed away, I think it's time to to retire the champagne drinking after well, the last. When they've all retired. Well, they've all once once on. they've all
2: passed away, does it automatically retire? It'll have to be retired
3: because nobody will be
2: Who's around for to to the it? celebration.
4: No, I, I, I bet you that they they will keep their. The, kids will keep it going? The the tradition going. Yeah,
3: no, I don't see that happening. What's the Eagles' schedule like the next few weeks, uh, by the way? It's very I know easy. I know they're playing the Texans on the road this week. Here, let me grab it for you because it's else very is easy. On there? It's
4: very easy. They haven't really played anybody this year. Well, it's is that of, true? Go go I'm through their seven zero. Here it is. Here
3: it is. Seven and zero. They beat. first
4: team. They beat the Lions in. That's
3: kind of an easy one.
4: Uh, they beat the Vikings twenty four seven. That's not an easy one. And they the looked impressive. That's they the did. only Vikings loss.
3: Uh, so yeah, that's an
4: impressive win. They beat the Commanders. Okay. They beat the Jaguars. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they beat the Cardinals. Okay. That was on the road, so <laughs> okay. not a bad win. They beat the Cowboys, which is a good win. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, they beat the Steelers handily.
3: Yeah, Steelers aren't good. So that's now, three the, out of the seven wins. I'd say they have three pretty good wins.
4: Now, uh, one after really this good week. One the they're Vikings. playing at Texans tomorrow night, and then next week at Monday Night Football, they're playing the Commanders, mm. playing the Colts. Nope, the Packers wow. eleven and zero. Nope, Titans twelve and zero. Yeah, maybe Giants. Okay, Maybe Bears. Nope, no. Cowboys. That'll maybe. be in Dallas. Saints. So.
2: No. Giants. Maybe. yeah,
3: They're not going to make it. Just no. the odds are against them. But still, these are all winnable games in the national especially the football way they, Especially
2: league. the way they played this year. Those are definitely winnable games.
3: Yeah. Eagles mm-hmm. have – I mean, they're impressive. They look good. impressive. Yeah. They're not just squeaking by. They're winning quite handily night in and night out. All right, Astros are threatening. They have runners at the corners. One out in the top of the second inning. We'll have to bookmark it there. You know where I got that phrase from, Aaron Nolan? No, not from him. Oh, I got that from our guy Scott Hansen. Oh, When he's doing the it, uh, yes. NFL uh, Red Zone. He'll say, "I'm going to bookmark that game. Yeah, head on over to the Commanders Bears game for a minute." I do like that.
2: I like, I do that. like that.
3: That that
4: verbal <laughs> Scott can Hansen.
2: I, can I read you guys a tweet? I yeah, just, please. I just ran across this. this. Came via NBA on ESPN. So. Chris Paul got a technical foul yesterday for carrying something Chris brings up every once in a while. Uh, the basketball. Carry, carrying the basket. Carrying the basket. Right. So uh, this came, this tweet came from Kellen Olson, I assume covers the team. It says uh, when Chris Paul got a carrying violation shortly before his technical foul, a source within hearing distance said the official told Paul if he could dribble like that he'd be in the league. Paul's response: oh. Well, we know who was never a ball handler. No, oh, that got him a T.
3: Oh, wow. Really? I have learned not to ever try to be funny in handing out a technical to somebody because then, as the referee, you're just you open opening yourself, yourself up. up. Yeah. I mean, these players are really good at trash talk, they do it for a living. If you're officiating, just make your call and get out of the way, man. Yeah. <laughs> that official deserved that one. He did. And I think it's unfair that he gave a technical because Chris Paul came back with a good line, a good one. Yeah. Right, runner. right, right. Don't, he, I he, mean, he, you You he kinda, tried to be funny first. You, you tried it first. You should just get to wear that one.
4: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you got to wear I that one. You can't give one. someone a technical because they made fun of you after
3: you made fun of them. Doesn't seem fair to me. I think the ref should have worn that one. All right. Bookmark the baseball, no score, top of two.
2: More Gwynn and Chris when we return. 5.39 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. Take us home, Tony. Taking you home. (laughs) Celtics up (laughs) right now, 52-46. Got any one minutes, Tony, go. (laughs) The primetime game in the NBA. The primetime game in baseball, of course, is World Series Game 4. Currently no score. Both sides uh, throwing up zeros.
3: Astros had a chance in the top of the second, but Almedes-Diaz struck out with first and third, as did Chaz McCormick.
2: The Athletic did a somewhat of a... Scraby, I, I see Sorry. It. I'm looking at I know. the TVs behind I know. me. Scraby has a look of horror on his face. Well, the,
4: the, the, the umpire took a foul ball to the... Uh... To the Chops? To, sure,
2: oh, the other regions, the other region, oh. yes. Oh, where That's no why. one wants to get hit. Well, it,
4: came, it bounced off the glove into the catcher's thigh, into the umpire's a little
2: ricochet shot. Yeah, those not hurt good. too. Not good. Not Bryce good. Harper ricochet shot, not good. <laughs> not going to be feeling <laughs> yeah. good. Now. Nah. Uh, the Does ap- he
3: ever hit just like a like a topper?
2: It seems like it, shortstop. It seems like it's been at least a month since he's done. I that. haven't <laughs> seen it yet. Everything
3: is just drilled. He's on fire right now. We'll see what he
2: does tonight. Um, The Athletic did a survey. We're talking about the World Series right now. Obviously, the new format this year with
3: the extra playoff squad.
2: Playoff squad. The which means that that's right. And you know,
3: nobody's. I don't know that nobody has, but few have brought up the fact that. Phillies are only in the playoffs because they added a playoff team this year. They didn't even never had 6 teams in a in a league before. Not
2: only are they never had 6 teams, they never hosted a wild card series. I'm saying baseball has never had a wild card series in which the home team got all of the games. That was a first time thing. Yes. We saw kind of a mixed bag of of teams that had home field advantage lose and teams that had it that won. Um they surveyed uh, some scouts and coaches, and they asked them what they thought about the new pro season format. They ask scouts and coaches. So scout number one, they don't give anybody's name, of course, because people want to um, want a little uh, keep their uh, anonymity. anonymity. I was trying to think of how those anonymity to add a, add a, add a,
4: it's a, it's a tough word. Yeah. It's like yeah. anonymity, anonymity, especially tough
3: late in the show. <laughs> oh, very tough. <laughs> We've already been scout. No, know, they just go by numbers. And so and <laughs> scout number one
2: says. I love the added intensity of, pod, of Padres, with of playoff baseball. So more postseason games is a plus for me. The best of three round gives those teams the opportunity to gain some postseason momentum while the teams with the buys can line up their pitching, which should be an advantage. But the added downtime can be a disadvantage in our everyday sport, particularly for position players, and the challenge to stay sharp when having too many off days. I'll counter that by saying the Astros didn't seem to have a problem with the downtime uh the Dodgers won game one after their downtime against the Padres. Uh there are more examples. Yankees won theirs. Yankees won theirs. The Braves lost. The Braves lost. It went two and two. Yeah, so it, it seemed split. to work out both ways. Uh coach number one said the new playoff format is good for the fans, which is good for the game. The more teams involved, the better. The new format should incentivize more front offices to be competitive and invest in their major league roster as opposed to the nasty trends of tanking and rebuilding that have been too prevalent the last 10 years. Yes, Nobody missed that this year. The obvious complaint is the layoff for the top two teams in each league. There is no doubt a four-day layoff can really affect a team, but can those top seeds find the right combination of recovery and live intra-squad action during the layoff to be a be as prepared as possible and if for they can't round.
3: then don't get a bye make sure you don't play that well
2: here's a player uh i'm pretty indifferent on the format i think it helps but it can also hurt the teams in the playoffs primarily the three game series for the wild cards i just think it poses challenges for pitchers primarily starters i was personally a fan of the one and done wild card here's what i'll say to that if you don't want to be in that position win some more games yes that's really the the end goal of it and and for him for he's probably in the minority in terms of uh, one and done because nobody seemed to like that no that, but that. that
3: was the only way to uh, make sure that the teams with buys didn't have too long of a layoff
2: right well, so
3: you got you, you can't have both no because you're gonna have a best of three series then the team with the buy is gonna have to have at least a few days off for that three-game series to be played. Yeah. Unless you unless you want to really stick it to the wild-card teams and make them play, you know, like a Friday night, Saturday doubleheader, yeah. you know, and then get your three games. I'm not saying to do, do that. that. But that's – I mean, I, I'm trying to figure I, out I, a way where you can have the buy teams not have such a long here's, break. Here's,
2: here's the deal. At the beginning of the season, if you would have told teams you can get a bye – at the end of the season, you they would have taken, taken it. They'd have taken it, right. and so you know, figure and out. And they did, and by they the did, way, right? <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> give Dodgers it back. and Braves <laughs> didn't give it back. <laughs> so you know, figure it out. Certainly, the Astros, Yankees did. So, all right. Uh, earlier today, we had Mike Bresnahan to talk a little bit of Laker basketball. You're in luck if you missed it. Here it is again. But first, here's a little traffic.
5: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward.
3: Mike Bresnahan, nice enough to spend a little time with us here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. Mike, how you doing today?
7: You okay, guys? How are you down there in San Diego?
3: We're uh, we're hanging in there. Uh, I guess your city's basketball team has one more victory than ours does, <laughs> but uh, at least they have one, right? I mean, zero and five. As they, you know, they always say, you know, a five-game losing streak in the middle of January or February is cause for a little concern, but not a big deal. But when you open the season 0-5, people tend to think you're never going to win again.
7: Tell you what, a lot of uh, hand-wringing, a lot of angst amongst the fan base last week. Lakers 0-5, still got two, let's call it three Hall of Fame players on the roster, and they just couldn't hit any shots. It was unbelievable. I saw more zone defense over the first five games of the Lakers season than I have uh, covering plenty of high school and college seasons in my past. I mean, teams are daring them to shoot, completely clogging the paint. And then finally, it's like the heavens open up, and the Lakers shot 43% from a three-point range <laughs> to beat uh, Denver uh, a few days ago. So I'm trying to continue the momentum, of course, tonight against New Orleans. And uh, they can hit their 3s it's not going to hit 43% every night, but just uh, somewhere where they're not 20%, which is kind of the clip they were hitting through their first
2: five. Michael, where is Anthony Davis at mentally? I know he's fought through injuries, and he kind of gutted through that first victory uh, the other night. Uh, But I would imagine uh, – athletes after a while you you keep getting injured you keep getting beat up that starts to take a toll is is he still in a good place in terms of that
7: you know that's such a great question it's so funny because when the lakers won it all in 2020 the bubble year he missed only nine games And, and i feel like okay maybe he is kind of shedding the label of being an injury prone player and then came the year after that he missed about half the season and then came last year and again he missed about half the season. He said his goal this year, his personal goal, was to play all 82. Well, he only got through four before he had to sit out a game. And I give him a lot of credit for kind of, like you said, pushing through it, getting that against Denver. Obviously, his back is a problem. He said afterwards it kind of feels like there's little mini shocks uh, at certain times in the game in his back. Uh, I'm no, I'm no uh, chiropractor, but that, that doesn't sound too good. No. And um, he was out there today a shoot uh, so it looks like he's playing tonight. Mentally, you know, I give him credit. Like I said, he just keeps pushing through it. He hears the labels. He hears the nicknames. He sees the memes. And I know for sure he does not want to be known as, a, as, as one of those injury-prone guys.
3: Mike Bresnahan is with us from Spectrum Sportsnet in Los Angeles. Of course, the other thing that I think happened when they started 0-5 is that all of a sudden, in everybody's mind, LeBron James was old and uh, couldn't get the <laughs> job done anymore even though it seemed to me he was still getting to the rim pretty much whenever he wanted to. Uh, didn't look like he was getting a lot of the same foul calls. One of the games I watched, anyway, against, I think it was Minnesota, he became pretty frustrated. But LeBron is just a I, – I don't know if a freak of nature is a proper term, but, I mean, this guy's still in unbelievable condition, is he not?
7: I'll tell you what, if the record was flipped and there were 5-1 and one instead of 1-5, and five, there's no doubt he'd be one of the top two or three players in the MVP discussion which is silly since we're only a couple days into November. But (laughs) um, his numbers are so good, and yet it's buried under the radar. And and I understand why, because the people who vote for these MVP awards, which I used to do in the past when I was at the LA Times, they like winners. They like winning teams. So it's rare you're going to get an MVP candidate who is not on one of the top three or four teams in the entire NBA. Right now the Lakers, they were the last team to win a game. So LeBron just get that much hype for, for what he's doing, putting up crazy good numbers, close to, to triple doubles almost every night. Uh, he'll be 38 next month. How about that, guys? That's pretty crazy. Mm. And he's also taking a leadership role. I give him credit for this uh, off the court. He, in fact, he's he's kind of shutting down the, the Russell Westbrook line of questioning that is really pervading the franchise. You know, is he going to get traded? Is he going to get back in the starting lineup? How's he going to do off the bench? Why is he missing shots? Why is he making certain decisions on the court? Well, LeBron finally had enough of the media probing about that a few games ago, and he said, "I don't want to keep talking about Russ. I'm going to try to be a leader. Let's let's talk about something else." So he, he's dealing with stuff on and off the court, and uh, in my mind, he, he is definitely not the reason why they are one and five.
2: Mike Bresnahan joins the Spectrum Sportsnet LA, and you bring up Russ. Um, when they were zero and five, there was a lot of noise starting to kind of bubble up again, uh, and then mm-hmm. he goes to the bench, and he seemingly has played better off the bench. But more importantly, it, it seems that he has accepted this role. And I know they had talked about it earlier in the season; it didn't quite come to fruition. But we seems like it seems like we're at this place now. What changed in those last two days? Last two games.
7: You know, I give Darvin Ham, the, the first-year head coach, a lot of credit. This is a guy who toiled a lot as an NBA assistant, bounced around for over a decade, also coached in the G League for a while. He is the one who's been able to, to get the Russ and say, hey, coming off the bench is probably the best deal for you right now. I'm not sure last year's coaching staff for Lakers could have got that done because Russ would have uh, gone kicking and screaming. But Darvin made it a point when he got the job back in June to, to cultivate Russ right away. And, and, and Russ listens to him, and Russ believes in him. And it did help that Russ had a hamstring injury a couple games ago. And sometimes you want to bring those guys off the bench when they're, when they're back from an injury just to see how they do. And he has absolutely thrived in that role. He had 18 uh, eight rebounds and eight assists in a game the other night. And uh, it really adds a different dimension to the Lakers. And You get him away from another primary ball handler in LeBron for part of the game and that that's really allowed russ to to be russ and uh I, I don't know if it's the answer we'll see if it can be sustained throughout the season but they're off to a really good start with the russ experiment off the bench two games into it for what's that work for what that's worth
3: lakers with the uh, one and five record but the one was their last time out so yes things are looking a little up for the lake show they play new orleans tonight up at staples center um uh, Mike, what about the supporting cast, uh, you know, Lonnie Walker IV, Troy Brown Jr., Kendrick Nunn, uh, to name a few, and there are others obviously. Um, is this going to be strong enough to carry the Lakers to where they need to go? Because, I mean, you know, the focus is on LeBron and Davis and Westbrook, but these other guys have to contribute – Somewhere along the line, is this a good enough group, or do the Lakers need to upgrade there sooner rather than later?
7: That's a great question. You know, you just mentioned a lot of names. Not a lot of shooters in that group. And when the Lakers lose guys like Malik Monk, to free agency, he's up in Sacramento now. Carmelo Anthony, they did not re-sign him. He has not signed with anyone, which surprised me a little bit because he can still score. But Carmelo and Malik were two of their best three-point shooters last season. So the Lakers didn't target shooting as much in free agency. They targeted youth. And and I think that's working. I mean, Lonnie Walker Jr., very young, active presence for the Lakers. He's uh, he's averaging, uh, you know, in the teens. He, he's, he's definitely putting some points on the board. But great question as far as can they find the shooters, the people to really take the burden off LeBron and AD, give the Lakers some easy buckets. That's what I call threes these, these days, easy buckets, as opposed to the grind of A.D. and LeBron continually driving through an already jammed paint because everyone's daring the Lakers to shoot. That's a huge question. They answered it the other night, but definitely not in the first five games.
2: Mike, last one from me, uh, you you mentioned Darvin Hamm, who uh, is a defensive-minded head coach. Uh, the, the, The Lakers have seemingly improved in that area is is this a kind of a model of what we'll see moving forward with this defense? Because uh, Westbrook's played better defensively LeBron seems more engaged. They have Because they're younger, they can seemingly guard a little bit better.
7: Yeah, that's a great call. I mean, Darvin came in here. He was kind of a, uh, a tough-nosed power forward for the Detroit Pistons. I'm sure, Chris, you remember uh, all too well that uh, he was on that team that beat the Lakers back in 2004, and he came in here. With, with, with a, an agenda, a defensive agenda. He so said, we've got to get back to being one of the top five defenses in the league. They were third a couple of years ago when they won it all. They were first the year after that. And then it's been kind of a slow descent. The last year, they were 21st in defensive efficiency. His thing is, we've got to be better. We just have to stop people. And they've been able to do that. The problem is the offense has been so sleepy that, that the defensive effort has is, is gone unrewarded in so many of these games. So, yeah, AD looks great. Uh, another situation where he'd probably be getting some, some talk for defensive player of the year, you know, a half dozen games into the season, if he wasn't on the team that had that 1-5 record. And I think they
3: do have the people to play good defense. Mike Bresnahan, you can hear the entire interview. Go to our website at 973 thefanstcom All you Laker fans out there. Lakers later on against New Orleans. Bucks six 6-0, leading the Pistons 39-31 in the second. World Series, no score, top of three. Astros-Phillies, Gwyn and Chris, tomorrow, 2 o'clock. John Heyman from Philadelphia to talk Fall Classic. will be among our guests tomorrow. We'll see you then. For Tony, for Scraby, I'm Chris. Adios.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,